Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, I I saw that uh, Kenneth Walker is drawing comparisons to, of course, Kenneth Walker III from uh, the Seahawks, proud uh, Arlington native, drawing comparisons to Adrian Peterson as a rookie. He got his shot pretty quickly there in Seattle, um, and, uh, and he's making the most of it. He had... 168 yards on the ground last week, two touchdowns after uh, his previous week had 97 yards and a touchdown, and the week before that, 88 yards and a touchdown. So this dude is finding the end zone every time, every game out. And, uh, yeah, he, he looks like – and, again, it's one of those things where did he end up going – was he second or third round? Or was he later? He was second round. So he, he went pretty quick. He he went pretty high for running backs. In we thought he could go in the first. Remember? Yeah, he uh he was a he was 41 overall, mm-hmm. which is pretty again, pretty high for a running back in this day and age. Where Brees, you don't have now, I'll find that one. I think he was second round as well. Okay. But don't quote me, I ain't said ish. Um but I think he was again, as running backs go, pretty highly drafted. Um, and then Damian Pierce is another. Damian Pierce was, I believe, a uh, maybe even a fourth rounder. Bre- Brees was thirty six, so he went before. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming first running back taken. I would think so. I would think so. I don't, I don't remember we had any first rounders this year. Uh, Damian Pierce was a fourth rounder. The uh, the Texans. Running yeah, they got back. a stud in the fourth. So you have three. You have three amazing running backs that got drafted in the class of 2022. Obviously, Brees is, is hurt. And we'll we'll not see him again until twenty twenty three. But yeah, sad deal because he. Was, I, I ooh, do. I I, I did sort of think about this over the weekend. You know the, I guess the default setting was you draft the running back, late. You know you probably have a starter that's entrenched there, and um, and you just have your backup ready, kind of like the Tony Pollard way, who got drafted you know by the Cowboys, but Zeke had years left on his deal. Well, now I think the. The way that this is going to go, because you know it's a copycat league. I think NFL teams are going to let guys walk instead of giving them deals, mm-hmm. and they're going to go to the draft, and they're because they're realizing, oh wait, running back is a position where you could actually start rookies, and they can come in and be pretty awesome early on. Look That's, at KC. Yep, aren't they the example of that? Yep, like they haven't fallen off, and they haven't had a running back that they've plugged in and said, "You got to be mm-hmm. our guy year to year." Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Clyde Edwards, who they did invest some draft capital in, yep, or or now our guy Pacheco, they just kind of do it by committee. Patriots have been kind of doing it in that way. That position has just been devalued to the point that I think even if you're the New York Giants, you ask yourself, okay, with Saquon's injury history, right? Yeah, he looks really good right now, but how much are we going to pay? This running back, and especially at a time where you're considering John whether or not to pay Daniel Jones. Exactly. Uh, you're, you only got one franchise tag, so it, a question for them is going to be, you know, what we do with Saquon. If you're going, if you're going to franchise Daniel, you're going, you're going to pay Saquon Barkley because again, he could be John. I mean, look at look at McCaffrey's contract that he got with Carolina, and how many years San Francisco still has that. That's like, right. I just think those days are going to, you know, th- those days are numbered in terms of that guy getting that huge second deal. I really do. You'll go get a rookie. I think that's exactly what will happen. It's like it'll be few and far between guys who get second deals with their current team. They'll come in. David Montgomery. Yep. Not going to get a second deal with the – because they got Khalil Herbert, to your point. 
Just go get you another one. They'll come in. They'll they'll have the tires, you know, worn down. It's what they do with the running backs these days. And then they'll really? be sent off to the next stop. There's and, a and, few that'll get it, but not anymore like it used to be. Yeah, they, that I used mean, to be the position. Used to be back in the day, and and you know. Zeke is you know with that contract. Feels overpaid. Running backs used to be able to. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like early 2000s, just anecdotally. I don't. I, I'm just sort of thinking back here. They used to be able to bounce around. They used to be able to go from team to team and like as a starter, and they would like be successful. Like, uh, you know, Emmitt Smith. I mean, Emmitt Smith was with the Cardinals. Um, Charlie Garner with the Raiders. Didn't he bounce around, or was he always with the Raiders? No, Philly. Yeah. So Charlie Garner bounced around. Um, Corey, uh, I'll tell you, Garner in San Francisco, or am I remembering that wrong? But uh, I thought I thought it was a couple places for him. Corey Dillon, remember Corey Dillon? Yeah, Bengal. And then he was the pay- Patriots with, with the Patriots. Um, so starting running backs, you know, bounced around quite a bit. Corey Dillon was a Pro Bowler with the Bengals and the Patriots. Garner was Eagles, Niners, Raiders, Bucks. Yeah. So we only left out the Bucks. How many? How many? Uh, how many running backs would you ha- have been Pro Bowlers in in this day and age with multiple teams, like? None. Le'Veon Bell went to the Jets and was awful. Yeah. He was past his prime. He's awful. LeSean he did Ma- get paid, though. Le- LeSean McCoy, did he have a Pro Bowl year with the Bills? Well, I don't I don't know if with the Bills he did. Or those all behind him at that point. Yeah, I think they probably were. I, I don't think were. he made the Pro Bowl as a Bill. Uh, he did. Oh, good for him. He, di- he did, actually. He did. He made one, it looks like to me. It looks like to me he made uh, he made one, but uh, again, that, even that was five six years ago. So even from there, I think uh, you know it, it's just it's one of those things where you're not investing in that position because you know you don't have to. So I just think you know you're you're getting attached to the your the Christian McCaffrey's who are like the long standing running backs right now in the NFL. Like who are the guys that have been with their team? Like who's the longest? I team? mean, Dalvin's getting up there now. Dalvin absolutely is probably uh, one of them. Jonathan's going up the list as long as he's with the Colts. Hit Derrick Henry. Derrick. Oh, he's the king. He's the one. He's the, and he is like the exception. He's like the one who they built their entire team around him. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. You would have said he had been there for five years. Um, yeah, I think everywhere else you're just going to see it's going to be a revolving door at that position. And and you know it's it's. It is a punishing position because you're taking hits every time you touch the ball. Um, but I mean, I, I you know when I think about when I fell in love with the game of football, when I like, like became a real fan, I think about running backs. I think about like Marshall Falk, right? Like mm-hmm. that's who jumps to mind for me. Um, all, you know, Priest Holmes, Ladanian Tomlinson, um, Edger and James. I think about. I think about it's like great running backs who were with their teams for long periods of times. And those days are just over, and that's fine. Like times change, and we learn more. And it's probably you know from the, from the team's perspective, it's the right move. Well, the money shifts. The money shifted to the quarterback. Yep. The money shifted to the lines, and the money shifted to the receivers. Yep. It shifted away from the running backs. You can handle that with a you know a bunch of different guys. You don't have to pay that position like you did. And the NFL evolved. I mean, you already you know that that life of an NFL running back. What what is it? That, you know, they the people run through this all the time. Was it like two three years? Like yep. for the average NFL running back, it's very short. And the NFL's just, you know, it's figured that out and now capitalized on it by not having to pay that position, putting that money elsewhere. I, I think we're at that point. Will there be great ones that come through that can mm-hmm. be three down backs like the old days? You mentioned some. Back in my day was the Thurman Thomas's. Neil Anderson was a great Bears back, uh, could do it all, a, a pass block, run, and uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. 
Um, yeah, that's what we used to think of as the NFL and the guys that were going to get all the money. We've gone away from that. It's 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 the NFL evolving. It's an evolution. Yep. Clinton Portis. Portis was that every down guy. But think about it. Sean Alexander. Like, doesn't Najee look run, run down this year yes. after they ran the, yes. you know, yes, dude. the rubber off those I tires like last Na- year? I feel like Najee. And this is year two for him. Like, can he, does he, can he, can he run for 20 yards? Like, does he have a chunk play in him? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he has to fight for everything he gets this year. He's getting, he's getting no space to run. Jamal Lewis. Remember him? Jamal was a stud. Yeah, man. Fred Taylor in Jacksonville. It feels like they used to last a little longer. They did. And they used to But they shouldn't because then they were the guys getting all the carries. Now you got these two pronged backfields. Well, yeah. That's weird. D'Angelo Stewart, you know, he goes yeah. back a little bit. But like that, Khalil Herbert, Dave Montgomery, were you not wearing you got down so much? Amon Green. That's a good one. Packers. Those were the days. That was like, I loved the NFL during those days. I don't know what, I don't know what, maybe it was just like, because it was, it was so novel to me at you that said time. Tomlinson, right? Oh, yeah. LT was him. Have to, I mean, that, that was the dude. Was there anybody? In fantasy, got to get him. Bro, he was throwing quarter, but he was throwing passing touchdowns. Yeah, they would they would roll him out and they would he would throw automatic twenty something touchdowns a year on your fantasy team. And then like in Madden, Marshall Falk was him too. I remember like that was like my first the first Madden I ever bought was the one with Marshall Falk on the cover, and that was I think that was oh three, and uh, and and the play that could not be stopped was the halfback toss to Marshall Falk, instant touchdown, instant touchdown. And then the year after that was Michael Vick, Michael Vick in 04. Who you just scrambled with him, and it was like it was on and popping. Remember your boy Peyton Hillis? Oh, I remember him. He got overhyped. He got he got the affirmative action cover. Man, he got, he got the cover of Madden in like '08 because he got voted in. I can't remember. Well, he he got voted in because he was a white running back. There's no doubt about that. Um, and then he disappeared for the rest of time. We never heard from him ever again. Big Mike Allstott. Oh, now Allstott was the fullback who got all the touchdowns in T-Bay. He didn't do anything else. He fell into the end zone. That was his job. It was his job. Fall into the end zone. You did not want to tackle him. He ran an OB. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was an era. It was an era, man. And uh, running backs it, used to rule the roost. I, I like seeing the emerging, you know, the young cats who are going to clearly hold the torch here. Canine, uh, Hall, Pierce. You hope Paul comes back fine. Josh Jacobs, he's one. Of, he looks like one of the you know, one of the new ones. Y'all didn't even give him that. You declined the fifth year option on him. Well, whatever we do, you should know that that's the opposite was the right decision. Him. That's 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 what the Raiders. If, if but we, that's we, the point. You're not paying running backs these days. No, it's true. But they should pay him. What are they going to do? I'm sure as a fan you think that, but I'm sure they can go get somebody out of the second and third round. Be well, just as fine. But somebody's going to pay him. Somebody's going to give him some money, right? Yeah, he hasn't been running to the ground that much, I don't think. After only he got drafted in what nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, so he's only been doing it for three years. He's he's got another two good years left, I would guess. But that's all he's going to get, you know. And I just think that's the NFL that we're in now. Um, where Ricky Waters, the, the priorities are going to be, they're, they're, the the priorities on the on the on the NFL football field are going to be quarterback, edge rush, and uh, offensive line and, and DB. And receiver, I guess basically it's a lot of it's a lot of positions, right? But running back is like the one that just gets thrown out. It gets thrown to the wayside for whatever reason. Um, so it is it is nice to see though that uh, that canine is kind of he's kind of throwing it back here. Who fixes things on Thursday? The Ravens or the Buccaneers? 
You talked about how banged up the Bucks were. Can they even can they get it fixed? It is at home. Ravens are a one point favorite. Yeah, that's kind of shocking to me when I saw that number initially. I was like, man, Tom Brady is a home dog. How many times has that happened in his entire career? And what is his record? You probably as a, count him on one hand if if you need a hand. What is his record? I just need one finger as a home dog. You know, Ma, can't imagine there are too many opportunities there. Yeah, so let's just go back to uh, this is from twenty twenty one. I don't know how many times it is. It is since. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I doubt that many. So, Tom Brady, as an underdog, is thirty eight seventeen and one. He is. Uh, he's got thirty three wins straight up in fifty six. And so this, if he covers the spread in this case, for example, he would that would be a straight up win because it's only one point. Um, so he's he's amazing. He's amazing as a dog. He's thirty eight seventeen and one. How do you not? bet on Tom Brady in this spot. I mean, it's kind of like a gift. I know they have injuries. I know that they're missing defensive guys. But if ever there were a moment for this team and for Tom Brady to get off the mat, it's Thursday night. It's a good team coming in. You just lost to the freaking Panthers. So you're just you're desperate to get off the schneid. I got to think this is a Tampa Bay win. I got to. I got to believe it. I, I know that Baltimore can do it. But I think it's a it's – a, Baltimore has been – I mean, I, something's up with that. Yeah, they barely beat no, but, the Browns last week. You no, know, if if Lamar's pressing too much because and he's had some key turnovers in some of these losses, but you know if it because contract year, you know you're trying to prove it or you're trying to do too much. The weapon situation's been bad. It has obviously for him, but it's defensively, John. They're not the same either. That's separate completely from Lamar. It is. They've let go of the rope a couple times, blown some leads, give up 26 points against New England. Yep. We just saw New England against the Bears. Yep. That ain't some good New England offense. And uh, that, as much as anything, surprised me is, is how much it feels like their defense has sort of dropped off and, and let go of the rope. But, yeah, Baltimore's t- been tough to figure out this year. That said, they're still in a better – it feels like they're in a better spot than these Buccaneers in terms of from a health standpoint. And everything they else. are. They are and psychologically, no doubt about that too. But I just feel like this is the one where if you're going to turn your season around, you're really going to go two games under 500. Uh, uh, I, I don't think so. I I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing because he's playing the Bills. I, Tampa Bay, you're right. This is a need to turn it around spot. Yeah. You go to three and five. You know, again, I, I I still can't count you out at three and five in that division. That's true. You it's know, not, it's that, not a season. Awful. It's, not, it's not a season killer Correct. if you lose the Ravens. Plus, it's a it's an but, AFC team anyway. But Ravens got to do some getting right too. So I'll be eager to see which yeah, one, the, the, which one uh, can do it tomorrow night. The uh, the Bucks will not have Russell Gage. They will not have Carlton Davis. They will not have Antoine Win- Winfield. They will not have Sean Murphy Bunting. They will have. But the good news is, is that you don't really need the D- the DBs against <clears throat> you know the Ravens because they don't throw to receivers. That's the thing. It's like nobody wants to go play in Baltimore. How many receivers have we heard over the years? linked to the Baltimore Ravens, but never end up there because they know what's going to happen. You're just not going to get used. I mean, Hollywood Brown goes to Arizona. Before he got hurt, he was putting up number one numbers. Yeah, because, because again, Hopkins was going. He's getting targets. Yeah. So I just feel like you just have to focus and take out fo- focus on taking out the run game and, and Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. And Andrews. And that's it. And, and, and I know that's, that's not it. I mean, that's a lot. But that's your game plan. You're not worried about getting beat by Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay. DuVernay. Devin Duvernay. Just picked him up in my other league. There you go. Look at you. He ain't playing. We'll see if he can be is a part he, of the rotation. Is he a receiver in the Baltimore Ravens offense? Uh, yes. He actually runs the ball a little bit, too. They do. They do, use they do a little bit with him. Little utility man. Like a poor man's Debo, you yep. know? Yep. Yeah. That's right. But That's he's at the back right now. We'll, we'll see if we need him later on. Soup kitchen Debo. Let's, yeah. Let's, you know. Yeah. 
Let's not overstate that. But I, I, I get it. Sounds like you've talked yourself into Bucks. I think I am. I, I, I think I'm going to play the Bucks tomorrow. I do. Bucks plus one. I think I'm going to have to play them on the money line. I do. Okay. That's very square, though. It seems square. Does it seem square to you to play the Bucks? A little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, Tom Brady, desperation spot, home underdog. Who? Why, why would he, you know, well, how could he lose this game? Again, Mike Evans is dropping touchdowns last week. Like, mm-hmm. it hadn't been, you know what I'm saying? It's not no, all. It's, no, there's trouble in paradise, On bro. the defense or anybody else. They, some of these offensive guys that they've got have got to be better. If that happens, yeah, you, you can beat Baltimore at home. But I could also see people saying, oh, it's a, it's a mess. It's a disaster. There's no way they're going to win this game. I could see that, too. So, I don't know. Did, about, you, did you see the mess created by it, it looked like the ref had asked Mike Evans for yes, his autograph? Yes. But that seems to have been cleared up now. And I think I believe it that yeah, it's too, that was about golf. Yeah, it's too uh, specific. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't. But that created that quite the quite the uproar there, and that ref ran after Mike Evans. Looked well, like it ain't like they got any calls, man. I got mean, zero calls. 21 to 3. It ain't like there was like a controversial call that flipped but the game. But the they shouldn't need calls. Not against the Panthers. That is no. They'll didn't score a touchdown they'll need, the they'll need some calls tomorrow. There ain't no doubt. They're going to need some holding, some hands of the face, something, some timely third down penalty. Um, but uh, in the meantime, in between time, uh, that is uh, that is the injury report. All right, we'll come back. Mark Gianna is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies, about the Tigers, Memphis football, and more. Stick around. Jason and John. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Turn FM, ESPN. Mark Giannato is the sports columnist over at the Commercial Appeal, host of Giannato and Jeffrey. Joins every single Wednesday here on the show. He is... Here now comes to us fresh off of the Ryan Silverfield press conference, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I hear is about buy-in, and guys are still fighting hard. And the question is, is Mark Giannato, Memphis media maven, too <laughs> maven, huh? bought in to the Ryan Silverfield era? And are you are you all in along with Eddie Lewis and Seth Hennigan and Caden Prescorn? A- absolutely not. You were not all in? No, I'm not all in on the uh, mm. Ryan Silverfield experience. I'm not I I'm not, you know, I, I'm not here to say whether he should be or shouldn't be fired. I but I can't say I'm like 
I said this on our podcast over at commercialpill.com, our Tiger football podcast. Like, I think it's still to be determined whether he keeps his job, whether he loses his job after this season. Mm-hmm. But can you really foresee, like, does it really seem feasible to you that given how much uh, disenchantment there feels like there is right now with him as the football coach, like, long term, like, how many coaches do we see emerge from situations like the one that seems to be developing here and, like, become the long-term coach at a school? Like, you know, they they survive it ultimately long-term. I'm not here to say whether he will survive it this year immediately, but, like, long-term, it feels like to me it's going to be really hard to get – like, there's just a lot of fans I can – my sense is there's a lot of fans that are, you know – I think there's, you know, it can be like a vocal minority who are like really angry and want him fired. But I do think there is a lot of people who are like kind of disenchanted is the word I would use. Like kind of just like, well, this isn't great. I'm not going to watch this. Like I'm not going to pay attention to this, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, ultimately. And, um, you know, and then there's, you know, people who are upset. But I don't think there's anyone happy right now. You know, <laughs> like it's like all – it's very uh, – it's been disappointing to watch this season really mimic last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been no progress, and in some areas it feels like they've regressed. Like, you can't really say – like, Memphis football is good at this right now. Like, there's nothing there. Like, they're you know what they're good at? They're good at because this kicker has a miss. Yeah. The kicking game has gotten better. Chris right. Howard, that's right. right. Um, but everything else is kind of, you know, it, it it's very murky, and so – no, I'm not bought in. Like, there's been wow. nothing to... Wow, wow, wow. You know? The product has not been worth buying into um, right now. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, because I think there's a reasonable scenario where, like, they could go 3-1 and one these last four, you know, and go 7-5. and five. And, like, I think it's going to be hard to, you know, like, I, I think... I don't think he's going to lose his job if he goes 3-1 and one over these last four. I don't know if he's going to lose his job if he goes two and two after these last four. Yep, you that's know? the six and six, right? So yeah. that's what I, is there a scenario where he goes to a bowl game and gets fired? I it think there's feel a, like it right I now. think there's a scenario, like ultimately, because I think they have three home games over these last four games, and I think if attendance, like I just think. If you were willing to spend $10 million a few years ago mm-hmm. when attendance at FedEx Forum was slipping dramatically, mm-hmm. like, over these next three games, if that starts to happen, like, you know, I think things can change pretty quickly is is my sense from just college football in general and these types of situations in general. They could change quickly in either direction. Like, he could win a few games you're not expecting him to win here and survive for another year. I also think there's a scenario where the disenchantment gets to a level where you look back a month, you know, a month you look back to today a month from now and like a lot of this a lot of I guess the uh thought processes that are, you know, you're going through change because Ultimately, like three and a half, four and a half million, whatever it would end up being with his staff, too. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like if you get to a like it got to a point with Tubby where you were losing essentially losing more per year than you were gonna, you know, and it would just became not enticing to continue on, and that's that's a possibility as well, <laughs> I think. So I, you know, I think it's you know I think he's coaching for his job here the next month, and like we'll see how it all shakes out. I think existentially he is coaching for his job. I don't see any way they'd fire him if he makes a bowl game. I just I don't I don't see it. Here's here's what I would say because there's a there's a thought process that we were talking about this on our show. There's a thought process that you know you if you keep him yeah. he's on a short leash next year. Yep. If that's the case, like that to me, if money or that is the reason why you are keeping him, don't I, don't even bother telling me that you want to join like another league and that you're like. You know, actually, you're like that is not the way you should be thinking as an administration if you are serious about football. Like, I, I just find it hilarious that like people are talking about three and like three. If you can't come up with like, and it's not three and a half million up front, it's like paid out over a exactly. period. You got years. If you can't come up with that kind of money, like you, we need to get new, we need to get more new people who solicit money from boosters at University of Memphis. Like that should be, if you are legitimately serious about football, that's like jump change. It is. Yeah, it you just stand is. to lose potentially more, just in terms of excitement, I, season ticket sales, everything else. When you're trying to sell mediocrity again, I'm okay if they keep Silverfield because they think he's going to be a good coach. Like if they if they see something behind the scenes, they want to sell that to me. I I'm okay with that. I get like I'm not I'm not immediately opposed to that. If he goes like three and one, but, and they tell us. Like, hey, listen, there's stuff going on behind the scenes that you can't see. Like, we believe in this guy, whatever. If that's the real reason why. If the reason why is, you know, three and a half million is a lot of money right now. We're trying to raise stuff, yeah, raise yeah, money yeah. for the stadium and it's NIL and, you know, the pandemic happened. Like that, you know, I would say just get out of here. Don't tell me you're trying to set yourself up to be in a better league. Don't sell me this other stuff. You're trying to, you know, modernize the stadium for all these different reasons. You can't you can't tell me that if then you're also gonna tell me, well, you know, three and a half million is a lot of money to right. you know well, let me ask you when this. we know this guy we know this guy's not the right guy, but you know, three and a half million is a lot of money. Let me ask you this. Is Seth Hennigan sticking around on a six and six? Because it's gonna be much harder to turn it around if you're keeping Sylvie I think there's having a, to go get another quarterback think, when you got one this good already there. I think this about Seth Hennigan. I think there's a lot of speculation naturally there. I don't think he's like from listening to him in the preseason, from from like the things I hear about his dad, he may well transfer. I don't think he's even considered at this point. Well, I that, think that's that, fine, sure. Yeah. But it's how much you believe in the guy that's leading you, right? That's gonna yeah. be ultimately the question he's gonna be asking himself. And he's saying they can't win close games. They can't get it figured out. You just you got to keep him. The, as much as you got to keep fans believing, you got to keep Seth hitting and believing in you. Yeah, you're, no, you're and I think to keep him. It's ultimately like about the right coach. will find even if Seth Hennig, like even if Seth Hennigan leaves and you make a coaching change, like the way the QB market works now in yeah, college but that's football, no promise of that, especially at a no, time you like you said where well, you got to get up off the mat next year if you're talking another six and six you, with a new guy. There's no problem. You're, you're, you're starting I, over again I, in many I, ways. I just think this talk of like definitively saying he should be fired or definitively saying he's going to be kept in any scenario right I'll, now I'll is a little there. premature because I think a lot can change over a month here, at least in the immediate term. Like, I, again, if like I, I, I'll be interested to see what happens when they, if they go 6-6 six and six because 
the you know, it would be the first time ever, essentially. The administrators would have to make a decision that has never been made in the history of the program, essentially. He'll be back at six and six. He'll be, he'll be back at six and six. He'll be back under the guise of if it doesn't markedly improve after next season, then mm-hmm. you make a change. They're not firing a coach yeah. for bowl eligibility. They're just not going to do it. That ain't Memphis. Like Memphis basketball will fire a coach yeah. one in 20 games. Memphis football is not in a position, even if you know we could argue that they were going to have to do this anyway, they ain't going to do it until they absolutely have to. That's my, that's my sense of Memphis football. They're not going to expedite that process. They're going to say, okay, you're going to come yeah, back. But and it's win. ultimately just about the that it's about coming up with the money ultimately, too. Well, because it does get cheaper. Yeah, nine, I guess nine months cheaper, whatever that is. I guess it would probably be like 2.9 million. Know, maybe you save a million. And, well, and I'll be honest, you know, I mean, we reported it in the summer. They gave him, like, this would be cheaper right now if they didn't give him an extension. They gave him an extension after his first year because they basically said, like, I don't know, I don't know how. Who convinced him? It was like, you know, ultimately it was probably a great job by Ryan's agent. I think Jimmy Sexton is Ryan's agent. One of Ryan, I don't know if Jimmy Sexton did that deal or one of his associates did, but it, it, he got a, an extension essentially for going through the pandemic um, and, you know, got the money back that he, quote, unquote, gave up during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, in retrospect, seems, you know, very uh, – Premature once again, mm-hmm. um, and it made it makes this decision a little more expensive that you're having that you're potentially going through. But I don't know. I, I'm sort of I'm I'm leaning your way, John, and that like I think he's gonna go probably two and two. They're gonna. I don't think they're gonna lose all three of these games against conference teams, and you know my gut tells me he probably comes back, even though. Maybe he shouldn't, right? Because it's just a it's a it's a math question. I mean, it's like, it's exactly what Nebraska did with Scott Frost this year. Well, and he came back. He took a pay cut. Yeah, maybe we see that. Too. Yep. I mean, that's 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 probably and, and, and well, just, he's already one of the lowest paid in the AAC, isn't he? Well, yeah, but I mean, look, you got you got to say, hey, give us a reason, give us reason, or maybe like reappropriate. Maybe you sell it as like you know he's so, going yeah. you know because. Well, I don't know. He's not going to get new coordinator. Maybe he'll get a new special teams coordinator, but like he's not going to get a new offensive or defensive coordinator or anything like that. I mean, yeah, you got to you if you're Ryan Silverfield and you go 6 and 6, you got to give Memphis an incentive <laughs> to bring you back. Okay, I'll take a $450,000 pay cut. Or you could just like, hey, nah, I wouldn't do that if I were him. I wouldn't do that. Fire me. Yeah, I'd I'd call the bluff. Fire me. Yeah, right. call I, I know you can't fire me. His agent would let him do that. <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt his wife uh, wouldn't let uh, him do that. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. But it's uh, you know, it's interesting. I I don't know. It's been because they are kind of close to having it the year. You know, like I predicted, they would be eight and four this year. I I don't know if I'd predict They're that not today. Going four, yeah. Um, <laughs> they might go. They might go seven and five. It's yeah, possible. It's they, I could see them going seven and five. I don't know if eight and four is possible at this point. I know it's the win actually to- possible. The win but- total uh, on the season before it started was eight. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it was eight. It might have been seven. But and a half. The, you know they are close. They are close to be. They've had stretches where they've looked like a good football team. Um, but you know they've. I mean, ultimately they have not been able to do it on a consistent basis on either side of the ball. Like like I said earlier, they can't really hang their hat on anything. 
Like, what is that? What are they actually good at as a team? Where you can point to, like, oh well, you, you can count on this from game to game, right? Like, even like Prescorn, who's been like a huge bright spot. Revelation. Like, ultimately, what we've seen in some of these games is like he's a good player, but he's a guy who can get schemed out of a game because if you know, ultimately, he you know, if a team's double covering him. Memphis has not been able to make them pay on a consistent basis with anyone else. Like Gabe Rogers had, you know, he had that big game against Houston. Hasn't, you know, where's he been the last two games? He hasn't been involved quite, you know, very mm-hmm. much at all. Um, and then defensively, the pass defense, it's it's inter- it's funny that their best player is in their secondary, but their pass defense is one of the worst in the country. Um, they're beat up in the secondary. You know, Ryan reiterated today they've used 13 guys in games in the secondary this season, um, and now their defensive line's getting beat up. You know, where Dallas Ducksworth didn't play in that game against Tulane and got carried off the field, I think, against uh, ECU. Yep. It's like, you know, they're saying day-to-day, but day-to-day could be a lot of days. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're, they're so it, I'll be interested to see what team shows up against UCF and what type of crowd is there against UCF? Because like ultimately, you you say like at six and six mm-hmm. they couldn't fire him, but like if these if there's like low twenties at the UCF game, there's gonna be low twenties at the UCF game, and then there's <laughs> un, on a Thursday night, maybe it you know you know hopefully the weather's okay, but it's a Thursday night in the beginning of November against Tulsa. Like, what if that's under 20,000? It will be under 20,000. The North Alabama game, no matter what happens here, even if they win those two games, is going to have— That game's on Thanksgiving, correct? It's Well, no, North Alabama's the weekend before Thanksgiving. They and might as well have just had that, Thanksgiving. That, that game's going to have no one at it. No, That's going to be your last—that's going to be the last memory of the team at home is that North Alabama game, no matter what. Grinding out a 24 to 21. And there's going to be like 10,000 people there— Probably in reality, they might announce more than it, but like, let's yeah. be real. There's good, like, and this is what I'm talking about. How do you get people excited how, about that? How game? do you, how do you bring that? Don't let them lose yeah, the bowl you, game, then you're six and how, seven on how top. How is of. it not worth three and a half million dollars at that well, point? I'm, to well, it's worth more. It's gonna be, it's gonna cost more. It's gonna cost more than three and a half because you got to hire a new coach. So it's you know, six million. Seven this, million. This ain't yeah, but, Tubby, dude. Yeah, but you're just and you got time to pay. You're it. gonna pay. You're gonna pay the well, new coach. Well, they had time with Tubby too. They I'm not saying that you're going Part out. Why you did it? I'm not saying you're going out and trying to outspend someone for a coach. You're going out and doing what you should have done the last time, which is like follow the process you did with Fuente mm-hmm. and Norvell. Starting to look like y'all right. Like I'll give you that. I it mean, ain't done yet though. Silvik <laughs> still got some fight in him. Yeah. Right, he, he's down. Y'all trying to say it's look, right now, but look, you know Ryan he ain't ready. He likes, he likes 5 0 at the half right now. Mm-hmm. But we know what he does in these moments. Yeah, he's going gonna, he's gonna, to he's gonna, he's gonna have a chance to cover the number. <laughs> he's going to make it close. Y'all set his over under on. Well, he covers the number going 3 and 1, right? That's the way he covers the number. Yes. I think he covers the number at 6 and 6. Man, get up out of here. He covers. He covers. He doesn't win. He covers, though. If he gets to 7, that's a win at this point. If he gets a seven, that you know, like I'll be, I, I don't know if impressed is probably the right word, but I'll be, he'll, he'll, I, I will be impressed with his uh, survival instincts if he goes three and one. Well, and that's the thing, it's like that's what that Tulane second half kind of did, is it just muddied up the narrative a little bit. Well, we Jeffrey and I were talking about we, they, they're playing Tulsa in a couple weeks. Like Tulsa is the perfect example. Like Philip Montgomery is like seems like he's a great coach at like you know saving his job. He's just good enough to save his job. I, 
at this point, like that's what Ryan, that's Ryan's ceiling for this season is like he needs to show us he's a coach who's good enough to save his job. Yep, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at, and we'll see. You know, I and I don't. I could see it going either direction at this point. Um, I'm I, not ready to predict. You know, my gut tells me long. Like I said earlier, long term. Like I think we kind of have our answer. Um, if you know, if you want to give him another shot next year, I guess. But like, you know, honestly, here's where they're at. If they bring him back, he he's going to be the type of coach where like Laird Veach might have to have a press conference to explain to us oh, why I, I, yeah, he's going to be the head coach next <laughs> yeah, year. That's definitely and like true. when you have to do stuff like that, like yeah, that, that probably means you're making the wrong answer. Yeah. yeah, probably means you're not making the right you're, you're not making the right call. So we'll see. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I, he's I, got the month to prove it. That's what that's where I'm at. He's got the month to prove it. I don't think there's any benefit in making any sort of decision right now. That there will be a letter sent out by Laird Beach for sure to season ticket holders. Yeah. Hi, this is Laird Beach from the University of Memphis. But technically, this is not his guy either. <laughs> no, but well, he hired. Oh, he, hired, he was the AD. Still. He, hired, he led the process. I know. Like I thought, them folks put him in place. Well, them I folks think, put him there. Laird. Well, how much I'll say power this. did he have in that? He let's was not. New. Let's not have revisionist history. They're fans, players, like a lot of people were on board with the Ryan oh, Silverfield oh, and, hire. And, and you could put some media up in there, and I was one of them. Yeah, it's all Jason's fault. I was not really. I, no, I thought look, it was. I mean, it, no, the idea is the idea was that he would continue what yeah. Novell was doing, right? It wasn't that. I wasn't big of a against leap. it, but I thought I, I my personal feeling was I thought you like go get the other hot coordinator like you've done in the or past. Or just like go just like it just didn't feel like they right. they did the process right. as like nationally as they should have. Especially with landing one Especially with that. where the right. program was at. They they were thinking they were too concerned about like the Cotton Bowl and like continuing the momentum sure. rather than looking at like a hindsight 2020 national right. search. If, if it went well, we what would we be saying? We today? also said he helped recruit Obina and some other, yep. you know, high-level yep. guys that we were saying, well, Memphis has never done this before. That's right. And he had helped That's do right. that. I I had no problem with the spirit of the decision, which was, hey, he was here for Norvell every single year. He knows the system, mm-hmm. he knows he's going to but I also hear like, hey, you know, there are other candidates, you know, that that, you know, could have been out there, but we we won't know. You're going to sit up here and you're going to tell me they should have hired Kenny Dillingham. No, no, no. The Dan Lanning is who they should have hired. Lanning, that's Lanning what interviewed for right. the job. He wanted it. There, there is an alternate universe where right now Dan Lanning is not the Oregon coach. He's in his third year as the Memphis well, it's coach. True. It's true. And he's doing what Norvell did in his third year, which is going to the AAC championship game. That's an alternate scenario. I don't know if it you know, would have played out like that, but that's, you well, know. Oregon is amazing. My God! You know, now you would have also been ha- hiring Dan Lanning. It wouldn't be hiring national champion Dan defensive Dan coordinator Dan, Dan Lanning. It'd be hiring Dan Lanning coming off his first year as Georgia's defensive and, and, and coordinator. People, and people would have not liked it. Let's be clear. People would not have liked it. People would have said, I don't know. Which, I think which, it would, which is not important. You could have sold it. He's Norvell's didn't like recruiting. Heifel. He's Norvell's right, recruiting right. Does coordinator. Not, doesn't matter. People's you, initial reaction truly doesn't matter. He had better credentials at that point than Ryan did. Yeah. Oh, I like, you know, and he had been at Memphis. Look, Justin right. Justin Fuente was not even a soul. He recruit You know who the you know who recruited Kenny Gainwell to come here? Dan Lanning. Yeah. And stayed on stayed on longer than he needed to mm-hmm. to get to the signing day right. to finish up that class for Memphis. Right. Yeah. And uh, then went to Georgia. Justin Fuente was not even a sole offensive coordinator. He shared duties at TCU. 
Mm-hmm. And, and and so fans are like, who the hell is this guy? This guy sucks. He didn't even call the plays at TCU. Then, of course, he comes here and rebuilds the thing inside out. You know, So it's like the least important part of making a decision should be, what are the fans going to say about this? Mm-hmm. Who cares what the fans say about yeah. it? Okay? Yeah. It doesn't matter what the fans say about it. Well, Joe that's, that's, why, right, that's another reason Calm to down, another Rain. reason to keep him. Who cares what the fans think? You know, you got to make you got to go with what your gut says here. Yes. Now, what, are you, you know? what the hell are you talking about now? <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think that is this is one where fans what they think matters because now they're voting with their feet. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, they don't joking. vote with their feet at the beginning. They yeah. just they just they get on that measure board. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> he sucks. His teams gave up forty five a game last year. <laughs> You know, and then of course they they come in and they're like you know pretty good and it doesn't I'll, matter. Anymore. I will say this: what I what I the way to judge a hire like that, whether it's coordinator, or head coach, go to go to the message board of where they just came from, yeah. and see the reaction right. of it. Right. Like for instance, this year, like Tim Cramsey, like the, it was opposite Tim Cramsey, the new OC here. Mm-hmm. Like you go to the message Marshall message boards. Pretty happy Tim Cramsey was gone. Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie. Like they were pretty happy. Like I was like, that was a red flag. Dude, Cramsey ball. UCF did that with Heupel though. Where they said we're happy he's leaving us. That's true. That's true. And and turns out he's a good one. But I'm with you though. Cramsey Cramsey ball is not fun. (laughs) It ain't. You know that. Yeah, there ain't much hadn't been that's been fun since four and one. It's been pretty pretty ugly <laughs> yeah. since. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Mark's gonna have a deep dive on Cramsey Ball <laughs> on his show. He's gonna be breaking down Cramsey Ball e- each play, each it's an uh, offshoot of the Chip Kelly system. Yeah. That's a, he, he, he got to start under Chip Kelly. They're gonna break down every offensive play call this season Cramsey for the Ball. University of Memphis. Uh, two o'clock. Thanks, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you, man. It. Thank you. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up. Jason and John, he's turning Pam, ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Did oh. you see Fat Max interception? There's some controversy over it. Uh, maybe not. It hit the sky cam. Oh no, no, I didn't see that one. I was, I was thinking about Zappy's picks. Now the wire, the, the, you know, there's a wire, right? Yeah. And they they zoomed in on it, and ESPN is saying that it did not, and that that's a that's an optical illusion. That what you are seeing is not in fact the ball hitting the wire. But in the view that I saw, in the angle that I saw, the wire springs back. There is movement. There was a movement in the frame does, with the wire. Does a pass ever hit the wire? I don't think so. I don't think so. We would have seen it. I don't. I can't recall. We would have talked about it. Yeah. I can't recall a pass ever hitting the wire. And you, I mean, you judge so for yourself. What was, I didn't, well, tell me what was different about this pass, why it could have been in the zone of the wire oh, when I mean, most the, are not. Well, maybe it was a high pass. Or maybe the wire wasn't where it was supposed to be. But it looked like to me that that thing did make contact with the wire. You have to look for you. you have to, uh, yeah, I haven't seen. I gotta go look. For in myself. what game was this? Was the Bears, Patriots. Bears. Bears. Patriots. He's talking. Damn. About. Yeah, which is like interference. We've seen the jumbotron before in Dallas, of course, but this is right. on, wire. On kicks, right on right. kicks. Yeah, yeah. That, that big I've jumbotron. What you would say, It's like when you're That's playing pickup basketball and like uh, you know somebody's playing on the side, their their ball rolls in interference. You know that's interference. Yeah. Play stops. So this would constitute interference by. ESPN's uh, Skycam here, if if indeed. Interesting. Now, it was not a close game. And ESPN is swearing it didn't touch. Of course. Of course well, I, I kind of swear. swear. Yeah. I mean, if there's video evidence out there that it did, ESPN wouldn't say well, that. Well, so we, we report, did. you decide. Look for it. You say it's jiggling. It, the the like wire a, moved. Like Isaiah's tail. That's right. It, it moved. I, I, I don't know how you could say it didn't move. But you go look for yourself, man. I will. All right? And then you get back to me. It's going to do it for us. Mark Giannato, appreciate him joining us on the show today. They're up next. They're going to be breaking down every uh, play call, every offensive play call under Tim Cramsey at the University of Memphis. Do not miss <laughs> Cramsey that. Ball. Uh, Cramsey Ball. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t